Bill is a failed skydiver and a bear sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's PHP Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, PHP Town Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's PHP. Hello, welcome to PHP Town Hall. This is episode 39 with myself, Ben Edmonds, and Phil Sturgeon. Tonight we're joined by Josh Lockhart. Hello. Josh, could you intro yourself for those that don't know who you are? Sure, I'll try. two people that don't know who you are. (laughs) I'm uh, Josh Lockhart, and uh, I work for a uh, new media campaign. It's a company in a little town of Carbar, North Carolina. Uh, probably better known for the Slim Framework, which I started. Um, we're currently pushing really hard towards 3.0, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, also just released a book with O'Reilly called Modern PHP. Go buy it. Uh, it's really good, I hear. So, um, yeah, and then I also started PHP the right way and uh, working with that on Phil Sturgeon and uh, a lot of other contributors. And, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. How uh, did you go about getting that? situation with O'Reilly, because that must be a fairly successful publishing company to, to work with. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty successful. Uh, it's actually, it kind of just fell into my lap, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, we uh, started PHP the right way probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, that was really successful, took off. Uh, started Slim Framework. I got pretty, uh, pretty notable in the community. Um, O'Reilly took notice, uh, and I was approached by Ally McDonald. Um, Allie at O'Reilly um, on Twitter. Um, super nice, um, really helpful. And she asked if I'd be interested in writing a few blog posts for uh, O'Reilly.com for the Radar blog. I said, why not? You know, um, so put a few blog posts up. The first, which was I think called the New PHP or something like that, took off, went viral for you know, a little bit. Um, really successful, which I was kind of surprised about. They were kind of surprised about. Um, yeah, so the the two blog posts went well. Um, next thing, you know, they approached me and asked me if I was interested in writing a book. Uh, and of course, I you know, said yes. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of negotiations going on there for royalties and whatnot. But um, but yeah, so got that uh, that started about a year ago, um, last May. Uh, it's been an effort ongoing since then. Um, I can't say writing is the most fun thing to do in the world, but uh, I got it done. And uh, finally, as I'm I think sure a lot we can all of, agree that writing kind of sucks. Oh, it sucks. It's terrible. Um, yeah, so I finally got that on bookshelves probably last week, and I think the people over at the PHP UK conference got the book in hand before I did, uh, so I was a little jealous about that, but uh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> that seems a little bit unfair. I know, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's how, how that went down. Have you ever written a book before, like have done a self-published piece of crap like me and Ben have done? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't written any book like published uh, on LeanPub or otherwise. Um, okay. I've done uh, basically just you know blog posts here and there. Because I assume the um, the level of quality that you have to get that book up to is like substantially greater than whatever crap I fire out with typos and. and <laughs> and you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, O'Reilly's actually—I don't want to release too many O'Reilly secrets, but here we go. O'Reilly's actually really cool to work with. Like um, their their contracts are like a one-page contract, super easy, uh, super nice, super flexible. Um, they work on your schedule. You know, they have a like, they have a desired you know deadline, obviously, but you know as far as when you work, how you work, that's up to you. 
so I was really surprised about how the writing style. I don't know if you if if you've read my book. It's very uh, very kind of fun, lighthearted, down to earth. Not very academic at all. Um, they don't they don't really mind. They encourage the authors to kind of use their own style. I mean, obviously they'll, they'll grammar check, spell check, stuff like that. But as far as the language use and kind of the prose style, what have you, it's up to me. Which is really really so, kind of cool. That's kind of interesting working with the publisher. What's the editing process like? Again, super smooth. Um, so I will write a, a chapter at a time, pretty much, or two at a time, submit those, um, and then continue on writing. But you know what I've submitted, they will review, uh, send feedback, which I'll impl implement. Um, and then once you've got the full initial draft written, um, probably about three months, four months before it goes to press, uh, they will send it off to a technical editor, um, which obviously runs through just sanity checks the uh, the code what have you, um, and then really close to print deadline they'll send it off to their um, copy editor who within about a week or so turns it around and just sends back um, a PDF with hey hey here's what we recommend for adding a hyphen commas punctuation spelling stuff like that um, and yeah I just say this sounds good um, and they go to press so okay very cool do they um, do they police your voice at all or do they let your voice just stand as is Oh, it was pretty much as is. Um, I got very little um, pushback on, you know, any kind of language decisions or... I guess, so uh, I turned my first uh, version over to my editors, and it was just laden with profanities. <laughs> and that was the main main feedback, was you probably shouldn't write this like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that with Fly with O'Reilly, but, uh, but, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, examples and what have you that I chose... Yeah, they were pretty much cool and went with it, so it was, it was really nice. Yeah, I've, I've decided to run mine by an editor as well. Um, I've got yeah. actually my sister is uh, has got like super qualifications at that. I don't know why I didn't do it before, but um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was the thought of like handing over money when I didn't have any after being like homeless and internationally fucked for a little <laughs> while. I was like, I need every penny so I can not sleep rough tonight. So that'll be lovely. Nice. And then yeah, what's the, the, what's giving the, someone I didn't see any of my editors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, how are you doing now, this, Phil? What you, what's your status? Oh, all good. My visa's all good. I did go for a green card, which nearly messed up my brand new visa, but I managed to retract the, the green card, and, and now I'm fine for three years. As long as this startup doesn't go bankrupt, I'm fine. But I've, awesome. got, my, I've got my startup employee hoodie on, as we were discussing, so I feel like I'm, I'm doing the best I can there. So did you, uh, did you not own the hoodie when the last startup went under, or was that, <laughs> that not saving? I had to steal it off of somebody else after I slept sleeping on their sofa, obviously. Nice. <laughs> Don't know quite how I managed to detract that one, but yes, no, I'm hiring an editor. Um, I've got both my sister and a good friend of mine who does a lot of um, editing um, to have a go at that. So they're both going to get paid, and it might I might not be so shit after I'm done. Um, you have a new cover too, right? Sorry? New cover too, right? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. A new cover happening, and um, I'm going to send that off to CreateSpace and get a print version done. Nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I will say getting an editor is worth its weight in gold. Um, like, I, uh, I got... Um, Ed Finkler and uh, Adam Fairholm. Um, Adam works down the street from me, actually, and everyone knows Ed. Uh, I tried to get Cal Evans, but he bailed on me. Um, but uh, I did get him to give me a pretty swanky quote for the back cover, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, like you know, I'm I'm not very smart. Um, I say a lot of dumb things, and you know, Ed and, and Adam pointed all those out. And so, say what? Welcome to the group. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But uh, that's what editors are for. You know, tell you what's stupid, so you can get it out and not look dumb when the book's published. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, uh, to switch conversations a little bit, sure. uh, how how happy are you that you're now part of the Fig, and what was the motivation to join that? 
Yeah, so I, I've, I've always had a lot of people, um, you know, say, hey, you should probably get involved with this. And uh, I actually met uh, Matthew Arafini, MWAP, down at Florida for the first time, um, as well as Paul Jones, Anthony Ferrara, you know, the whole the whole crew. And, uh, yeah, so I was actually sitting at a table down in the kind of the atrium in the middle of the hotel, and, and then suddenly all these, like, you know, stars from PHP land come down and just sit down at the table with me, which is really cool, and got to talking, and uh, they, uh, you know, asked me if I was interested, and... So, you know, I, I, I write Slim. I have a, an, an interest in where, you know, standards go. And um, so I figured I'd give it a shot and uh, applied and had their 20-day vote and got accepted. And now I'm a part of the uh, inner sanctum of PHP Figdom. The real and question is, uh, did Paul Jones vote for you or not? I think he did. He actually sponsored me. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. I know, right? And uh, I know Kayla, Kayla Daniels is... Um, Got sponsored as well by Paul Jones. She got in the same time I did. So, yep. It was uh, as soon as I was nowhere near the either project. They were happy to <laughs> let Kayla in. Yep. Uh, well, that's good. So, so, are you officially out of the fake now, Phil, or are you still yeah, involved? I, I, still so, Piracy MS was acquired like uh, last summer, sometime, um, and I've been a technical advisor since then. We agreed that I would stay on as the fig person because um, I was the uh, coordinator for PSR 7 and PSR 5, the doc block one. Uh, so it kind of made sense that I stuck around for a little while instead of um, Ryan having to completely rebuild the entire company that he just acquired and get a new version of the product out and argue with jackasses on a mailing list. It didn't seem to make a lot of sense at the time. So um, yeah. he's he, he focused on that. I focused on my thing. And now that PSR 7 is still going on, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to step aside and, and you just take over. Yeah. Uh, so luckily, Paul Jones and uh, Bo Simmons are on PSR7, and they're doing a great job. Um, we've chatted about PSR7 a few times on on air, so we we shouldn't bang on about that too much. But it's the, the so Zemwop still leading it or no? Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. still there. Yep. Um, and they're getting close. I think they moved it to review, which is a good step in the right direction. Yep. He actually uh, got a lot of feedback coming out again um, after they went into review. Um, yeah, rehashing a lot of old arguments, I think, about immutability and whatnot. But um, but I'm hoping that it'll go through. The last time it went to review, everyone said, "Oh my God, these messages are mutable. Mutable is terrible. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. Everything has to be immutable." So we went, "All right, let's try and fix that." And then everything became immutable, and now everyone's going, "What the fuck is this immutability all about? It makes it really hard to use." Well, it's one or the other, mate. Well, the value to... objects are awesome. Like I actually just converted Slim, uh, Slim. What's going to be Slim three over to? PSR seven using the value objects, love it, love it. That was actually going to be. So let's actually get into that a bit. Sure. Um, Slum three, tell us about it. Because yes, yeah, Slum three. Yeah, it's coming up. To it. Yeah, my wife just walked in the door here. Sorry. Tell her to come say hey. Yeah, get her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> One second. We can edit this out. It's live. Whatever. But um, yeah, Slum three is coming up. It's going to be really cool. Uh, I've been working on it for. Well, Slim 3 has been kind of a mythical for a version upcoming for about a year and a half now. It's been my fault that I kind of was writing some sort of a book and um, had to uh, take off for a little while. And uh, But, yeah, so I'm back on it. I know, right? Yeah, back on it. And as anybody can see on the uh, Slim repo, it's been moving really fast at light speed lately. Um, a lot of cool things coming up. A lot of things are being deprecated and removed. Um, I think most notably, um, I'm delegating a few of the, the more important responsibilities of the framework to some external components. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, most notably, Fast Route is going to be in charge of routing. 
um, by Nikita, um, and we're using Pimple for dependency injection. And we are actually we were going to use Zend Crypt for the cryptography, but I just completely removed that out, and I'm going to delegate that to an optional middleware. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be solid, it's going to be fast, and uh, it's going to be more lightweight than it was before. So it's going to be really cool. Even more lightweight, I like it. I know, right? Yeah, it's about one of the one of the internal struggles I've always had was I built Slim as kind of its own little self-contained little kernel that uh, did everything it needed to do on its own. Because um, I know Ed Finkler um, was the reason he loves Slim is because it's 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 one dependency like that's all you need and it it does everything. Um, and obviously that's not the best solution nowadays. You know, you know PHP is going more towards uh, distributed components. Um, some components do things a lot better than what Slim did on its own before, um, and I, you know, I recognize that, and I know that it's not ideal for some people to have a few third-party dependencies, but, you know, what the heck, that's, that's kind of where it's going. Um, Slim 3 is going to have, I think, three dependencies. Um, that's nice. about it. But, um, so um, what approach did you take with Fuse? Because that's one thing that almost is out of place to me. Right. Slim includes the view handling. It seems like that would be better regulated to a third party. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Um, currently, for those who don't know, 2.0 had its own um, built-in default view object, um, which was basically a, a PHP class that, you know, took some variables, extracted them into your, and then rendered or included another template file and then sent that into, into an output buffer, which was returned and um, displayed by the Slim framework. And it provided a... Um, a class, I believe, or an interface rather that you could extend to implement other views that you had for Twig or Smarty, what have you. And we're doing a lot of housekeeping right now. Um, you know, obviously, we're delegating a lot of these concerns to you know more appropriate components. The view is probably one of those um, that we're going to do that for. Um, we're probably going to define an interface, if nothing else, um, and then provide third-party uh, view objects. Some first-class objects that we could, you know, or components rather that we could pull in and use um, that use that interface, or we could, um, you know, let people provide their own. But what you're saying is separating it from the core repository is definitely something we're going to look at doing. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I agree. I, yeah, that needs to happen. Eventually, Slim will just be like an empty object. <laughs> yeah. Well, what Slim's becoming is is not necessarily its own island, but it's becoming a uh, uh, a curated collection of a lot of things working together well that you don't necessarily have to worry about doing yourself. I think that's where things are going. Um, yeah. But, um, have, you but seen, yeah. Um, have you seen Orno? And what are your thoughts on Slim versus I have. I actually, that's what League Route now, right? Or is that the foundation for League Route? Oh, I have no idea. Wait, what's going on? Oh, uh, the Orno components, yeah. Um, Orno was a component vendor, just like the PHP League is, and mm -hmm. It was kind of the same idea, but was around before we were a thing. Um, the two most it's kind of the, um, it's more focused, right? So it's kind of the core framework. Kind of no, they were just he was just making packages that he thought were useful. Um, uh, so Philip Benny, uh, Philip Bennett is a, a component developer. He liked the idea of just being able to use various different components without having an entire framework involved. So he started making some components. One of them was routing, um, and there are a few other bits here and there. Um, in the end, he's decided to wrap, uh, wind that project down. Um, he's given the Orno route and the Orno dependency injection container, whatever, 
they are both on the league now, so we nice. have those. And he's still he's still project lead on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I talked with him a little bit about uh, using uh, the league route component in Slim, and I actually did a uh, a branch using that, which I pushed up briefly to GitHub, um, and it worked. It worked well. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it at all. Um, it just had a little too much. Um, stuff that I didn't need. I, I didn't need the container and I didn't need the multiple routing strategies for, you know, you know, how do you, how you dispatch the callable. Um, it has multiple strategies in place, which I didn't really need. I just needed one. Um, so I ended up stripping it out and dropping down just a bare fast route um, doing that, which worked. It's a little leaner, a little faster. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the idea of that uh, router is is kind of opinionated in how you want things, and it has it kind of has the dispatching logic built in, which yep. sits on top of the container. So if you're trying to make a really simple, like you're starting from nothing, you've got one PHP file, and you want to make kind of um, a, a router which which has uh, uh, controllers and methods and stuff like that, then then that that one package will get you running. But if you already have kind of all that surrounding architecture, then that's probably a bit much for you. Yeah, right. Um, and I will say to everybody watching, League Route is awesome. Like it's it's one of the best routing components that I've seen. Um, so if you need routing, go look at that first. Um, but that's built on top of Fast Route, um, which is when I ended up dropping down to for Slim. So yeah. speaking of that, how are you integrating um, PSR seven support? Sure. Yeah. So this is again a, a topic that came out of uh, Sunshine PHP down in Florida. You know, again, I was sitting down with. Um, Matthew Wire Finney and talking about you know where he's at with PSR seven, um, you know he gave me kind of the elevator pitch for it and you know I think that would work well great with you know Slim, um, you know Slim three it's a it's a major version change so if I'm gonna break stuff I'm gonna do it then, um, you know PSR seven is the, the upcoming standard I want Slim to stay relevant so why why the hell not right so I um, stripped out you know Slim again like. Um, since the beginning, has been kind of my personal playground with learning stuff. Um, so I, I had built my own request and response objects, which they, they had interfaces for, so it was easier to, you know, you could provide your own, but you had to kind of write your own class to adhere to that interface, which is, again, a little bit of work. So, you know, I stripped all that out, um, rewrote some first-party some first party request response objects, but against the PSR7 interface, and... Um, you know, so some will have those out of the box, but it's just a, a drop-in replacement if you want to, you know, use Fly HTTP or you know, Guzzle if it eventually goes PSR seven, um, which I think it is. I know he's got a branch out for it, um, but yeah, so it's so, going to make it's in discussion. I believe it's in discussion. Yeah, intention. Maybe. I think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, so you know, I want something to be interoperable with as many um, you know, components as possible. That's just another way to do it. Um. So this is basically just me asking you questions about Swim 3 and your choices. No, so, go for it. But uh, the <laughs> logger, are you changing that at all? Or are you keeping the logger? logger? The logger's gone. Like, it does not exist in Slim 3 at all. Uh, I know, all right. Uh, Slim 2 is way too, way too... Uh, so it was nice that it was included, but holy shit, you just had to rewrite that motherfucker every time. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, again, like, I'm learning from a lot of my own mistakes here. Um... But yeah, I had a lot of complaints with the logger. You know, it was just kind of too conventional, made too many assumptions. Uh, you know, monologue exists, um, so you know why not just use that? Uh, and you know, Slim's built on top of Pimple. Slim actually, the app class extends Pimple, um, so it, it's its own dependency injection container. So it's easy just to pop in, you know, your own logger and call that wherever you need to. Cool. Now there, is there a logging PSR yet, Phil? Yeah, three. <laughs> 
There's so many fucking PSRs. Dude, I've I've spent so many hours banging on about PSRs on this podcast. You just <laughs> you should fucking name them. I'm surprised you didn't know that. You write PHP, right? Yeah. There's just they're so pointless. I mean, <laughs> oh, I had an really experience. Uh, if I could just go on a Don't little worry. chat. Um, when I was at Confu, um, we were at the speakers' uh, dinner. Um, it was like last month or whatever it was. And uh, I was sat with a couple of people. Mark Story off of Cake PHP it was quite cool, and a few other new friends that I'd made. Uh, but I didn't know anyone that well. And the guy to my left, I was like, "So, what do you do?" And he's a consultant for something or other. And um, we were just chatting about him for a really long time, which I guess is how everyone else feels when I talk to them. But um, it was constantly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was. He said that one of the various things he teaches are you know code quality and testing and code standards. I said, oh, that's interesting. What what code standards do you teach when you're trying to um, kind of improve these these developers that you're consulting to? Um, and he started like listing off. Uh, he mentioned a few PSRs. I'm like, oh, interesting. I'll ask him some questions. And that just led to him screaming about how much he hated every PSR apart from PSR2, which is the only one that made sense. Now, that's quite unique. Normally, people are like, PSR2, fucking fig, taking my tabs, how dare you? <laughs> um, but that's the only one that he liked, and the rest of them were apparently ludicrous. Um, he got really confused with the fact that um, he was complaining for ages that the logging PSR was useless because it meant that you, um, you couldn't catch the logs. I'm like... Why would you want to catch a log? I think you, you mean exceptions. He's like, oh, yeah, well, exactly, but I use an exception, and then I can't log it. I'm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Logs and exceptions are different things. Maybe you want to log some exceptions and then, like, catch other ones. But um, it was about an hour of him screaming at me about how much he hates PSRs, and I really felt like I should have mentioned right at the start of the conversation, hey, so I used to work on the fig, and I was involved in these. <laughs> <laughs> just to avoid any of that shit happening again, because it was awful. Me Speaking. and Adam Corp just ran away. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of PSR two, I heard that Laravel is actually going over to that soon. I was very surprised. Uh, I was too. Kudos to, to Taylor Otwell. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Finally, uh, wrangled him into submission, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's definitely taken over, kind of the community. You know? mm -hmm. There's not many still left not supporting it after that. Yeah. Coding will probably go there on version four. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, are you gonna camel case all your shit as well? It's in discussion. Um, it's a high probability. Ah, that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, ben, what are the sneaky potential plans for Coding Night? If people don't know, the Ben is now one of the Coding Night people. He's no, I didn't know that. Taking over my sloppy seconds. <laughs> As usual. I'm going to join the fig soon and finish your shit. <laughs> no, I'm totally not. Coding Night decided against the fig because it's just a complete waste of time. Now that PSR zero is done, there's nothing less. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm on the advisory board, steering committee, council. We don't, you know, we had names and so they don't really make sense. But we decided what the future coding era will be. We've been uh, really pushing hard for V3 to come out, and we kind of table V4 discussions for now while we really push V3. Um, hopefully by April, V3 will be out. We'll see. Now, CodeIgniter, that's the one that was uh, sold to the Canadian University? Yeah, so uh, BCIT, British Columbia um, Institute of Technology, runs the project now, and uh, they really push for open sourcing. So we have completely open source teams, and uh, all the development for the most part is open source. 
we kind of utilize the college students a bit to fix bugs or kind of look at new features and mm -hmm. things like that. But um, the main goal of the project now is pull answers. Is this the uh, the first PHP framework that just has a sweatshop of coders that are desperate to get grades and qualifications working for it? Do you want an F? You add this fucking feature. <laughs> you better make those tests pass, or you, someone's not going to the <laughs> going to next year. We don't use test. <laughs> oh, course, I forgot what framework I was talking about. <laughs> I loved coding when I said before I knew what unit tests were. So we actually have a test suite. It's a really, really bad test suite, but it, it's there. It is. It, it started to catch a few bugs before I, I, I quit the team, so that was nice. It got up to like 54% code coverage or something, which is better than a kick in the teeth, but not, not that much better when it's kind of that janky. Also, the test suite, like so much of it was mocked as well. That um, Because of the whole coding later, like the single instance, the, the get instance that everything kind of patches onto, um, because of that, there was so much mocking the whole way through. And because of the tight level of coupling between every single class, like you call the image manipulation class and it calls fucking form validation or something bizarre, um, that, yeah, it was pretty hard to test anything. Yeah, it's still pretty much like that. Um, there's been some effort to make it better, but for the most part, we said fuck it until V4. Yeah. We'll actually do like true injection at least, and that'll really fix a lot of that. Yeah, that's good. Cool. I think your your biggest probably initial hurdle will be kind of community outreach and right? making people realize that you know CodeIgniter's not in fact dead. Um, yeah, so I think this is kind of the misconception with yeah. the more modern PHP community, and that's really that's kind of not our base. It's not who we're appealing to. Yeah, a very large legacy um, community now, and then we also have the new community, and we really kind of expect to stick with that. Mm -hmm. We are owned by university, so it really makes sense that we could be the place for beginners to start and blossom from. And we have no preconceptions that will be where you stay. And we sure. really work for that. So really, our main when we're evaluating new things mm -hmm. is how do we keep this shit super simple. Sure. And then people can move on from there as they learn more. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, one of the sad things that's happened um, since I, I started screaming about how much I loved Laravel in 2012 or whenever it was, was that Laravel uh, used to be kind of, it was a direct coding writer replacement. It was the modern approach. Um, it was pretty much the same thing. Like, you, you need inputs and sessions. It's the same. It's just a slightly different interface. But everything was perfectly logical and it kind of made sense. Um, but now that Laravel has grown and added more features and, and they've um, started to kind of approach more complex subjects like DDD and they've got service providers and they've got all these other things, it's become really fucking complicated for basic developers to start using it. And even if the framework itself wasn't that complicated, um, which to be fair a lot of the time it isn't, um, the kind of surrounding education materials, we've talked about this before. Yeah, so I kind of disagree. The framework itself is really fucking complicated. Like, it even takes me a little while to figure out what the fuck's going on. With the well, it depends how you're using it. I mean, if you want to use facades and you want to just like you do it like it was going yeah, so to actually using it is pretty simple. Yeah. But the framework itself is pretty complicated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. There's a lot of You could almost say the same for like Rails. Like, it's really kind of trending towards that, you know, the cake and Rails kind of. Phil. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of layers of fudge in between you and what's happening. I was having an argument with someone the other day about, <laughs> of course I was, um, about facades, and they were like, well, the problem with facades is that, you know, uh, there's you, it looks like you're doing one thing, but really it's doing something else. I'm like, you just defined the word facade. That's what facade means. Um, but, but, like, with a facade, it, it's 
it's very much the same as with Kilhana, for example. You'd have a static class, and you just kind of fired it off, and it would do some stuff, and then it, you'd have, you know, session, get, and you'd get the session, and it was nice and easy. Um, so the, it, there was a lot of ease of use if you use it kind of like it's coding later. You know, you can just use session, uh, static classes. You can unit test shit, but it's really easy to use. Um, but or, or you can use it in a really complicated way, much more like Symfony and Zend, where you dependency inject everything and you have repositories and all these complicated things and DDD all the time for a fucking hotel booking website for no reason. Um, but but what, what ends up happening is that because there's the easy way of using it and the, the hard way of using it, everyone starts to like trend towards doing it the hard way and all the education, all the video sites like Laracast and these other places suggest that you do things the hard way. The forums say, why are you doing it that way? That way is for dickheads. And everyone ends up doing it the really complicated way. So people just... Yeah, get... so I think, I think that's part of the problem too, though. When you give like a noob an option to go complicated, they're going to read some tutorial and they're going to go the complicated way because, you know, it sounds cool or, or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, it's almost this thing where once you get to a certain level of being a senior or whatever, you realize... You know, maybe we should just throw this shit together on a weekend and not use command-based architecture for the booking website. You know? Yeah. Also, the um, the website that me and Zach Hitzmiller made for the Made in Production T-shirt shipping, um, we fired that together using some rough-ass Flask, which is probably the same as Slim in the Python world. Mm -hmm. It was really, really rough uh, code, and it just fired your credit card information off to Stripe, and we saved a token in the Postgres database. wasn't unit tested, didn't do shit, didn't break. It was fine. Um, and thanks to that, we managed to get our business idea off the floor, and it was okay. But if we'd have spent like six months trying to unit test every single line, and uh, not that I'm complaining about testing, but um, if we just if we'd have focused on building this amazing, you know, repository-based domain-driven thing with value objects for each T-shirt and customer and everything else, we would never have got that done because we would have just got drunk and watched more to catch a predator instead of actually getting the job done. <laughs> so uh, Zach watching to catch a predator seems kind of weird with his. He, I think he's getting advice. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Kitz Miller, people. Very professional developer we're talking about right now. He's a very professional developer and one of my best friends, but he looks a little bit suspect. He told me a story about how he carried his wife home from a party after she was uh, a little under the weather, and he got onto the subway in New York with her over his shoulder <laughs> like this, and she's really small. Now, she's not quite as small as Ben, but um, uh, she, she's a short lady. And he just got on there with someone who's face down, could have been a child, no one could have told. And there's just like 20 people just like, so, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> no one in New York cares if you carry a child home. Anyway, that was a, an offshoot there. <laughs> what were we talking about again? Uh, so we're not actually complaining, or I'm not personally complaining that Laravel's kind of um, drugs some developers along in the good architecture, and good design. But I am complaining that L5 is basically a different framework, at least um, philosophy-wise. I think I can summarize my point a little bit more briefly than that whole pile, but the problem was I used to recommend Laravel as a coding writer replacement, and, and many people do, but these days it's not at all. Um, I always use CodeIgniter for as long as I did, uh, mostly because people were paying me, but partly because um, for things like PyroCMS, it was the early learning framework. It was the absolute easiest you've literally just worked out what a computer is, this is a framework you can use to build some stuff. Um, you can't test it, they probably aren't trying to test because they don't know how to do that shit. So I like the fact that there is a insanely easy, just Muppet friendly framework out there. And if CodeIgniter can, can be that again, then that's a good thing. Um, but the only problem that CodeIgniter has is that it's exactly the same now as it was in 2011. 
<laughs> like the re- released mm-hmm. version is even even version three. Um, version three started like two years ago, three years ago, and it's still basically the same. So there's a lot of catch. I guess there's a lot of catching up to do, but at the same time, they're also not trying to catch up, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. There, there needs to be like a, a dead, simple version, like uh, framework for beginners to use to get started, because um, everyone's going to start somewhere. I feel like a lot of the more modern, you know, well-architected frameworks nowadays assume kind of a fundamental knowledge of, you know, how HTTP works and um, RESTful, you know, APIs and, and stuff like that, and um, even Slim to some degree. Um, like you kind of have to understand, you know, you have an incoming request and how you can, uh, you know, manipulate that and use that and send an appropriate response. So it requires a more fundamental, you know, understanding of what's going on under the hood. Um, yeah. So like Slim is simple in itself, <laughs> but for a noob, it's hard. Right. You right. Have to know how to handle all these third-party things, get them in, and inject them, and use them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you what you need to make a site. Yeah, sure. And middleware too. We're just going to confuse the crap out of someone. I remember looking at, at middlewares a couple of years ago, and I, I honestly had no idea what that was all about. I tried using it, and I got confused. I know exactly what they are now, but I didn't. Sure. Sorry. I mean, that's that's uh, speaking of middlewares. Like that's becoming a, a kind of a nice big buzzword now in the PHP community. A lot of people are starting to use it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's existed, you know, in uh, Rack and, and Whis- Whiskey, I think, in Python land for quite a while, um, but it's just becoming kind of a, a big staple in PHP nowadays. Slim Which I'm is, super excited for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, like I said, Slim's had it for a, a long time now. Um, but uh, So V2 has a custom middleware, right? What's it have? Uh, yes, um, yes. It, so it has a, a class that you can um, extend. I don't think it has an interface. Um, but you could extend this class, and then you could use those objects or, as uh, custom middleware. Now, in version 3... Um, Again, after having talked with uh, Matthew R. Finney a good bit down in Florida, it's using just basically you have a callable uh, that you can invoke and pass three arguments, the request, the response, and the next middleware that you can optionally invoke with you know, a request and response. Um, and so it kind of works like an onion that you build up layer by layer by layer, and then the request filters its way through, hits the slim application itself, and then filters its way back out. Um, so it's very flexible. It's exactly the how you know Rack, uh, their middleware is architected, and that was kind of my inspiration for it. Um, but it's extremely flexible. Um, extremely flexible. Josh, uh, how how do you go about identifying to your audience what type of user should be using Slim? Like, do you do anything to kind of point out your ideal end user, or do you let them work it out for themselves? So far, I've let them work it out for themselves, and that's probably not the best way to go. Um, version 3, um, which I think has been very obvious, has been all about kind of rebranding, um, building community, building a better understanding of what Slim is, what it's for, and how to use it. Um, some of those pieces are still being worked out, um, like improved documentation, et cetera, is, is slowly happening. Um, but yeah, with 2.0, is kind of like, here's Slim, you know, use it. And, you know, a, a lot of people know how to do that. A lot of people don't, um, and I use Slim, and the reason I built Slim was to basically build smaller APIs that drove larger, um, you know, front ends, uh, remote front ends that usually had, you know, no coupling directly with the API. Um, you know, I could manip- manipulate data, store data, send data, you know, what have you. That was largely what I wrote Slim for. Um, some people ran with it and built these ginormous, you know, applications with, you know, full-blown GUIs and, you know, whatever else, and, um, you know, more power to you if you want to do that. Um, Slim can do it. 
Whether it's the best tool for that or not, I don't know. That's up for debate. It uh, depends on the application. Um, but yeah, I mainly use it to kind of manipulate data, um, kind of send data to different places, consume data from different places. Um, that's how I use it, but that's the only one way to use it. So. Um, but yeah, version 3 is definitely going to clarify that. It's going to have a lot better documentation, which I think alone will help people understand what Slim is and how what it can do. Um, and, you know, I'm going to hope to have kind of a... Um, Kind of a portfolio on the on the Slim's you know main website that kind of has, hey here's what people have done with it. Um, you know go check these things out and you know, see what it can do. So, so I think um, a little offshoot, but basically yeah. we're using for docs. Oh, I'm using. Oh, I saw read the docs, um, and I discovered that there was the underlying uh, command line tool called NKDocs. Um, I don't know if there's any official relationship there between those. Um, but yeah, NKDocs spits out a nice default theme, um, which basically uses your structured markdown files to generate a really nice, responsive, easy-to-browse documentation site. Um, and those are currently up at docs-new.slimframework.com, so you can kind of see those as I build them out. But it's super easy, and it's built... Um, I use the nkdocs-gh-deploy command, which, like, in one command, it, it compiles everything and pushes it right up to GitHub pages, and it's immediately accessible. Uh, it's really cool. It saves me a ton of time. Um, so I love it. I love it. Um, and I know a lot of people on Twitter haven't heard about it either, and they've seen me using it, and now they love it. Um, so I don't know why I haven't heard about it before, but it's awesome. So. Was that read the docs? I'll have to make sure to get a, a link to that. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Can you throw a link into the chat, and we'll make sure that gets into the Yeah, shows. for sure. But so there's read the docs, which seems to be kind of a, um, a hosted service or a hosted platform which mm. gives you, like, um, I don't know what you know, search thing they use behind, like, Elasticsearch or something, which makes all your docs searchable. But there's also the, the open source NK Docs tool, which generates a, you know, a standalone site that is not necessarily on Read the Docs. Oh, nice, because I saw, I saw the hosted version and thought, I don't want that. Right, exactly. That's, that's how I started. And I was like, I don't necessarily want this. But then I found NK Docs, and it mm. generates the exact same thing that you can host on your own. That's pretty cool. Um, Paul Jones recently released something called DocBook, Mm -hmm. And he's uh, he's he's kind of turned around on his uh, anti-league everything approach that, that seems to be recently, um, and he's using the common mark package um, from the league. So I thought it'd be quite interesting if he's using the league common mark package to make DocBook, and then we use DocBook on all of the league sites, <laughs> which will be on the common uh, circular. Um, but that, that looks pretty cool as well. It's still pretty early, but it's fun. Nice. Which takes us perfectly onto the next topic. Um, Josh, you are one of the most recent people to be suckered into my <laughs> ego fest, where I basically run around the internet stealing people's code and forcing them to make me look good by putting yeah. it under my breath. So the official title by Reddit is League of Extraordinary Egos. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited. On the team. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I uh, was joking on Twitter that I'm, I'm waiting for like, my ceremonial robes to arrive you know, for getting this elite group. Uh, it's, it's it's cool. Yeah. I think yeah. you I think you just get a framed picture of Phil Sturgeon. <laughs> Good enough. You get a photograph of some part of me. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, hang it. I'll hang it right there. <laughs> so just to just to clarify, what uh, no, not not the photograph that's happening, but just to clarify Snapchat. the history. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat is is my go-to tool. Speaking of tools, um, <laughs> so the <laughs> what am I talking about? The history of Yourself, yeah, so the league stuff. So we don't really run around trying to steal people's packages that much, um, but occasionally if someone's not maintaining it or doing a shit job, then we, we might try and steal that. Or if we Speaking come up with that. a new idea, 
I'm not, I'm not saying you've, you've done a shit job. <laughs> uh, come up with an idea, we might look around for something that's kind of doing it, but needs some work, right? Yeah, so, I think um, that describes my upload package exactly. Um, yeah, so a while back, I, I, you know, I needed something to handle file uploads to kind of run some validators on the files to make sure that, you know, maybe that this isn't a JPEG image, it's less than five megabytes in size, and you know, if all of those validations pass, then send it on its way. Um, so I wrote kind of a really quick and dirty component uh, called code, code guy slash upload on GitHub. Um, it does exactly that. It doesn't do anything more. Um, it assumes that you know you're uploading through um, a multi-part request, uh, typically from an HTML form. Um, it has those validators that I just described, and then it assumes you want to upload those to your local file system. Um, there's a lot of assumptions there. Um, it is what it is. It works well for my you know niche need for it. Um, a lot of other people have found it useful. But yeah, so Phil approached me several times um, over and over on Twitter, and he was like, you know, you should you should get this into the league. And yes, yeah, so, so when like, you say Phil approached you over and over, do you <laughs> actually mean like over and over and over and over and over? Twenty-seven times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. He was like email, Twitter, everything. He was like, you know. But yeah, so I finally gave in, and um, so he stopped funny. badgering me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now there's a league uploads component which is slowly being worked on. Um, it's going to do everything that my component did and more. Um, and it's going to have some nice integration with the um, League Fly System component, which is incredible. Um, so now you can, you know, receive upload data, and upload files, and send them to tons of different places. S3, you know, your local file system, any PHP wrapper, pretty much, um, which will be really cool. Uh, but yeah, so that's slowly being worked on. I think there's several people. There's um, uh, Kayla Daniels is helping out. You know, I'm on it. Um, Philip Philip Benito is this name? Uh, yeah, Bennett. I think it is. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a British chap as well. I think the the sure, sure. part of the username. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so the, the idea was I was working on um, I was working on a Rails project at the day job. Uh, we're handling some uh, um, some image uploads, and I noticed that once again that Rails has really nice things. Um, it's really infuriating because I've used Rails plenty of times and I know how it works and whatever else. And I don't I don't like the framework itself that much, but there are so many awesome gems for Ruby and Rails in general. Um, it's okay if you're a fanboy. I won't judge you. I, I am going to RailsCon for next month, so I can really <laughs> say that much. But it is free, so, you know. You're going to get a, a signature from a DHH? <laughs> I might get a slap if I argue with him enough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've, I've noticed that, like, the Rails community often has very nice things. And one of the one of the biggest, most impressive things about the Rails or Node communities um, compared to the PHP world is that their gems and their components and their packages and their modules are really, really, really fucking nice. There's a gem for everything. Um, it works really well, and if you don't like the way that one works, there's probably another one that's pretty good as well. And I was using one called uh, Refile, which is a, an alternative to Paperflip. They're both fucking great at image uploads. Um, using Refile, and you can upload an image, you can read it from any, any stream, so you can read it from the request body or from a variable or from wherever it is. Um, and then you can send it on its way. You can send it to the local file system, or you can send it to S3 or anywhere else. And um, I just thought, oh, I really want that. Like, next time I have to do that job in PHP, how fucking mundane is it? So, like, someone says, oh, we need avatars. Just use Gravatar. No, you can't use Gravatar. Ah, fine. I've made this upload system. I've got to validate it. Then I've got to plug it into S3. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then you're testing it, and then you have to, like, mock the S3 process. Like, I just want to put it on a local file. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I just put on the league on the mailing list. Hey, refile's really good. Does anyone want to copy that? Maybe we can coax Josh into you know, improving upload and, and we can start that as a base. 
and then he went, yep, I'll do it. And like 10 other people sure. in the league went, yep, we'll do it too. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so, people on it. Yeah, so I'm running, kind of running point, kind of keeping it organized moving forward. But yeah, there's a lot of people yeah, sending input on it. So it's going to turn out really cool. How many members does the league have now? Well, there isn't really such a thing as members. There's people on the mailing list and there's project leads. We've got 25, 28 packages. So there's 28 members, uh, you know, project leads. Uh, it's just a bunch of people on the mailing list. So basically like Reddit. Yeah, apparently. Everyone likes to say, the league's like this, the league's like that. The, the most common one is, the league's like Pear. Well, you fuck off with <laughs> comparisons. Checks. I mean, I can see the fair comparison is that like Pear was a repository of code where um, you had to kind of put it under a namespace and you had to... Um, you had to... Do we have to talk about this again? Because I'm so tired of talking about this. Sorry? Do we have to have the same pair like, discussion again? Oh, we did pair. All right, we'll move on. Carry on. <laughs> what else have we got? We've got nine minutes left. <laughs> nine, nine minutes, minutes left? What the fuck? Yeah, someone should go pick a random topic off Reddit. and we can So, since we got a little bit of time left, I have Slim stickers. Nice. Oh, they're they're yeah. available on slimframework.com. Go buy now them. Now we're doing uh, stickers. I also have gluttony stickers. <laughs> Where'd you get gut gluttony on? Yeah. Why does that? Have such I mailed you a few, Phil. You did? Yeah. No, check your mail. I'm, they should be there soon. Excellent. Also have a plug. Go buy it. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah let's, actually pay, let's pump your book a little bit. So we'll <laughs> yeah. Book. So, Modern PHP, just published by O'Reilly. Um, it's about 250-some-odd pages. Um it covers a lot of the new things in PHP land up to, I think, 5.6.4, so it's fairly recent. Um, goes over a lot of um, important new features like namespaces, uh, traits, generators, a lot of those cool things. It goes over how to build and find and use components. Um, and I, League Fly System gets a big shout-out in there. Um, yep. And it goes over some basic deployment strategies, and then towards the end of the book, it, it goes into and introduces Hack and HHBM and how those can kind of help you uh, fill some gaps where PHP... Uh, so do you cover Hack conceptually or implementation? No, actually, I go into, I go into a little bit of detail, not too deep. I, have, I didn't have that many uh, pages to write about. Um, well, I was, I was given a limit, about 250 pages, and I had to fit all the stuff within that limit. So basically, you're saying you ran out of things to talk about in the last 50 pages or hack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. But uh, no, hack's awesome. I love hack. Uh, I actually think it's a lot better in PHP in some regards. Um, but, but yeah, so I cover a little bit of that and a little bit of HHVM. Um, so I will say that this book is really kind of aimed at beginners and intermediate users. I think expert users, this is going to be more of a really good refresher. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're just getting into PHP or if you have an agency uh, who has a lot of developers who can, you know, obviously are not up to speed on the latest and greatest in PHP, uh, this is an excellent book to get a hold of. Um, I think it'll be a big help for you. Um, that's my pitch. Nice. You, yeah. you mentioned earlier that um, you were happy that O'Reilly were okay with you using the examples that you used. Um, what sort of examples did you, what sort of... Is that like a common theme throughout the code? Uh, there's, you write in the there's, book, not, there's not a theme. Um, there's not a general theme. It's more just kind of a conversation. Um, and it's it's more of a um, uh, stream of consciousness conversation, I would say. Uh, a lot of random things go through my head. Um, there's one chapter on interfaces where I can compare PHP interfaces to cars. I think specifically like a, a Subaru and a, a Civic and a, a Bugatti. Um, <laughs> And uh, so it's just a lot of little fun, lighthearted conversations going on. So I kind of keep it kind of easy, easy read. 
Um, it's not academic at all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of books out there that are uh, kind of written by computer science bros for computer science bros, and without ever meaning to patronise me, you do have to recognise that not everyone in the PHP community is uh, a you know fully qualified computer scientist. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I, I kind of write the wrote the book like what kind of a book would I like to read when I was first getting started. Um, so it's definitely down to earth, and it's it's not a hard read at all. So and I hopefully uh, a lot of people will get up to speed on it. Because yeah, down in South in Miami. Um, there was a, a talk, and I don't know if it was the panel you were in, Phil, or if it was another one, but someone asked, like, you know, who's heard of the, the PHP fig or who's heard of what a PSR is? Not many hands are raised. Yep. Um, so I was really kind of taken aback by that, and I think that kind of reaffirms why, you know, this book is kind of necessary. Because um, hopefully it'll, it'll introduce some, a lot of PHP developers to the, the more modern, modern practices. So yep. That's what it's Very for. Cool. Go ahead and throw a, a link in the group chat, which there was an earlier link that you did not do that for you. And uh, we'll make sure they both come and show us. Sure. Let me find that. Yeah, or just, uh, just email. You could do our job for us. That would be stunning. <laughs> Does he want money or not? That's the question. <laughs> well, we have zero budget because uh, nobody wants to give us any money for sponsorship, and I assume yeah. that's because we keep swearing and drinking. But yeah. uh, it I could enjoy be because that you like yell at the sponsors when they email us. Oh yeah, th- I do do that. <laughs> While I'm while I'm pimping out my book, I will say if you're gonna buy it, you know, please buy the ebook. Uh, I get more royalties off of that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. If you pimp the book anymore, we're gonna have to charge you sponsorship. Money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll stop. I'll stop. Please. <laughs> uh, no, I can't blame you. There's a few times during my uh, API pain points talk where I think I said you should buy my book like seven times. <laughs> but seriously, no, like it's it's, it's just it, it's all in there. You should just yeah, buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. That's uh, most I, of I, I bought the book. book. Q&A on my uh, modern talk is basically just like, I have a book, you should buy that. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a coupon code. Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. Um, (laughs) So to to wrap up, uh, Josh, what uh, what conferences are we likely to see you at next? What's uh, coming up? That's a good question. I'm not going to be able to make Lone Star. I'm not going to be able to make PHP Tech. Um, I don't know what else really is coming up this year. I know the one in Seattle that they're working on getting sponsorship for. if there's any other ones that people want to see me at, um, let me know. Um, you know, I can probably find some funding to get me out there. Uh, so. We would love to see you at uh, Pacific Northwest in Seattle. So definitely submit to that, sir. Okay. See what I can do. Sweet. And on that note, uh, we we actually finished on time. We didn't start on time, but we you know we bills, riding bikes. Well, let's uh, let's keep going with that conversation, Phil. What uh, what conferences are you going to be at next? Oh, I'm going to uh, Lone Star PHP. I'm giving my fucking API talk again. I'm really sorry, everyone, but apparently people like it, so I, I, I feel like a shill for giving it for almost the exact year now. But um, people, people seem it's to basically like it. a one-trick pony. We know that. Yes. So I'm going to try and bust out of that one-trick pony situation. I'm going to Open West, which is what used to be Ski PHP. Um, I'm doing uh, doing some two new talks there. They want me to do three, the API one and these two new talks, and that sounded fucking awful. Wait, so, so you're doing the API one at OpenOS as well? No, I, I actually I no. asked them if I could not do that. Because I'm, I'm doing one API one at OpenOS. Sorry? I'm doing my API one at OpenOS. I feel like we have both get an API That would be genius. Uh, no, I'm not doing that one, luckily. Uh, I'm doing um, one talk about uh, the League of Extraordinary Packages, which I have... I, I'm in two minds about, as to about how that's going to go. Um, and another one is sprinkling in some go for fun and profit. And it's the idea of 
it was it was meant to be a talk that I do at some of PHP conferences and explain how not your entire application has to be PHP. If there's part of it that's running slow, dumping it off to a kind of a service-orientated architecture approach might make a lot of sense. Um, but now that Ski PHP is open west and it's a general thing, they've put me in the Go track next to people that write the fucking language itself. Wait, so there's actually a Go track there? There's actually a Go track there. And they've got like all these really smart Go people, and then me just twatting on about some like I learned Go last year. Like it's <laughs> that's how I feel at like PHP conferences. It's all right. <laughs> so that's going to be entertaining. Um, but yeah, those two, and then I'm going. I'm attending RailsConf, and there's something else in June. Who knows? But that's it. All right, I'll be at One Star attending. I'll be Ooh. speaking up in the West. I'm getting Phil's API talk, which is. Uh, Nice. Well, join my slides because they're better. <laughs> they are better than mine. The problem is I have to be really drunk to get your slides, and I try not to do that too often. I um, actually I realized that I was on joined in, uh, like there were re- reviews of all the talks. I didn't even know they were on there, and I went through like a year's worth of joined in feedback, <laughs> and it was just like uh, actually most of it was really good. I was surprised that people were actually like, oh, it was a good talk. I liked it. Uh, one of them was. Really good content would have been much better if given in an even vaguely professional manner. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where you're drinking tequila while you give the talk? It wasn't my fault. They made me drink tequila on stage. <laughs> he did know that Phil Sturgeon was giving the presentation, right? Yeah, they have to expect it at this point. I know, right? But anyway, sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to hijack your thing. No, it's cool. Uh, the only other one currently on schedule is uh, Seattle PHP one, which is Pacific Northwest PHP. When is and, that again? Uh, it's in September. I'm also an organizer, so I would love for everyone to submit their proposals to the CFP, which is currently open. You kept that shit quiet. I didn't know you were organizing it or helping. I was not organizing until like last week. Yeah, I learned this uh, right when I got on to talk with them. Yeah. So we would love to see your proposals, and I uh, hope to see you there as well. Not Phil. Phil's not very professional. Hey. I'm going to be there whether you like it or not. I have the couch. Hopefully we should use this now. You wear many hats, Ben. Many hats. I'm impressed. Well, I don't actually do anything. I just, uh, I just like titles. You just look pretty. Okay. Well, that's enough of a circle joke talking about conferences and whatnot. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's wrap that up. All right. Thanks uh, for joining uh, us, Josh. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having and me again. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening to episode 39 of the PHP Town Hall. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>